0: You are listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. So we're talking about prayer again, and we will be in prayer for, talking about prayer for the next couple of weeks. Um, You'll remember that at the beginning of the year, we began to talk about, um, or I kind of prophetically spoke about what the year would look like and um what, one of the things that god was saying to us is intensified prayer that we were going to um, go into in, in intense prayer more prayer that he was calling us into that place and so that's why we're talking about the lord's prayer and as i s- said all along but for those of you that have missed the beginning that um the disciples go to jesus and they say jesus teach us how to pray and jesus then says the Lord's Prayer, which we'll read in a moment, he quotes the Lord's Prayer, and it, it, it was more than just a couple of, it's more than just a saying, it's more than it's just how you pray, you don't just, our Father art in heaven, hallowed be the name of the King to come, it will be done on earth as it is in heaven, it's more than that, there's more meaning behind it, so we're kind of breaking it up and looking, what's behind it all, what, why did he say the things that he said? So, let's, let's start in Matthew 6, 9, if you can see it up on the stage, why don't, you, why don't we read it together? for it to pop up. Okay, in this manner, therefore, pray. Here we go. Our Father in heaven, say it with me. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. So today we're going to focus on the part that says, Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. So first I want to point out that at the beginning of of this prayer, and at the end of this prayer, it begins and it ends with praise to God. It says, um, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. And then the end of it ends, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. It both begins and it ends in prayer and thanksgiving. That's, That's the beginning part. That's how... All prayers should go as we enter in. We enter into his gates with praise and into his courts with thanksgiving. We enter into a place of giving him thanks and giving him praise. That's how it begins. It's not always just about us. Right? Or is it always about us? I don't know. No, okay, it's not always about us. Okay, good. Just checking that you're awake. And so... It's intentional that he begins that Jesus is teaching them that, hey, when you go to the Father, we talked about the Father last week, when you go to the Father, when you come, be like, God, you're so good. God, you're so worthy. I think, I think that sometimes what things that take us down bad roads is that we get so focused on ourselves and we get focused on negativity and we don't actually give thanks for the things we can give thanks about. I, I really believe that, that sometimes I, okay, for myself maybe, just me, but for many times for me, when I start getting focused on what's going wrong, it often will lead my heart away from God. I often begin to get angry about something, and then I, I'm, I'm mad, and somehow I'm mad at him. I don't know, but it's just like, and when I begin to focus on those things, it often will take my heart turned another way. Can anyone agree? And so Jesus is saying, hey, we're going to pray, which is something we should do all the time. But when we do, we're going to be thankful. We're going we're to praise him for those things. I think that it is an incredible thing to do, to look around every day and at least name one thing you were thankful for and give God thanks for it. And God has been so good to us. There's sometimes I thank him for silly things. I just do because I think, I didn't even do anything to deserve this, but you did it anyway. Gladys was, Gladys, can I share your, can I share your, you know what Gladys was telling me today? She said that um, on, for Valentine's Day, she saw some chocolates that she liked and they were specific chocolates and she said, God, I'd really like those chocolates. Could I have them for Valentine's Day? And she said then she forgot about it. She just kind of prayed and asked God for it and just forgot about it. And she said the other day, she was at church and someone passed her something and said, here, this is for you. And she put it in her purse, she didn't really look at it. She was time to worship. And so she was like, I'll look at it after. And forgot about it, I've done that too. She got home and she went to her purse and there were the chocolates that she had asked God for. And, and Gladys and I were talking about that, and she said, I, he didn't even have to. Like, I didn't, my body didn't need chocolate and sugar, <laughs> you know? It wasn't something that I, that I was like, if I don't have it, I, it was just because. Just because I see you, just because I love you, just because I want to bless you. And oftentimes, we, we miss those things, that we would be wide-eyed in wonder of like, wow, look what God what God does for us. Sometimes when we don't even recognize it. I remember my dad one time, I'm rambling. Um, I remember my dad one time saying, I think Joan had um, a a medical condition at the time and they were just doing tests. They were unsure. And the tests came back, they came back clear. It was was good. There wasn't anything. And, And dad said, I remember, I have to believe that when I prayed, it wasn't just that the test came back clear, but that I prayed and that God was faithful. And sometimes we just think, "Eh, just must have just happened." No, we we got to live in that place of wonder of like God is holding us together. I'm telling you, He is holding me together because I don't have my you know what together all the time. And and there. <laughs> What were you guys thinking I was saying? I went, that's not, that's not what I was thinking. I was thinking like my ducks in a row, you know? <laughs> but but I, I, I know that in every moment, so sometimes, sometimes you just, you can't think of anything, you gotta think of the little, thank you God that I am, I am awake. I heard this too one time, someone said, you know, we get focused on, on, on our days going good and bad, but sometimes you need to recognize that you don't even know what could have happened while you were sleeping, that God, there could have been something that happened in the middle of the night while you were asleep, and God saved you from it. I'm thankful, I'm thankful. So anyways, we're, we're, we're beginning and we're ending our prayer in this place of thanksgiving. God, I'm so thankful. I'm thankful you're my father. I'm thankful you sent your son. I'm, I'm thankful that you've put people around me, even if it's one person. I'm thankful for my dog. I'm, I, I, I'm thankful that I was able to eat last night. I'm thankful. I'm just thankful, God. I just wanna say thanks. That is the beginning and the ending of the way we posture our hearts for prayer. Then it goes on. From the, that portion, it goes on into the asking portion of the prayer, right? He says, um, give us, a, give us a, um, this day our daily bread, forgive us. So he's, it, there's an asking portion to the prayer, and it's sandwiched in between the thanking God. But just before that, it says, what does it say? <laughs> that was up late. It says, for yours is the kingdom. Nope, that's not what it says. It says... Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, just before that. And then it goes into the asking. When you ask, we need to recognize, and I know that we've said this before, but it's it's important that we acknowledge this because, I mean, even at the beginning of the year, I had said that God was inviting us into this place of asking of him. Ask of him again. But that God wants you to ask of him. It's relational. It's relational. So let's look at a couple verses before we move on. Matthew 7, which is our verse for the year, and we'll just keep on reading it. Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? God loves to give good gifts and he wants you to ask of him. I'm going to read three scriptures that are actually from the Lord's, or the, excuse me, the Last Supper. He's going into the Last Supper and Jesus is talking to the disciples and he instructs them, this is, he instructs them before he goes to the cross, before he leaves, he instructs them in multiple verses about how they were going to ask of him. He says, I want you to to ask of me. I'm gonna be here and then I'm gonna go and you are going to ask of the Father and he's gonna give you. So let's read John 14, verse 13. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yet ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. John 15, verse seven. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. John 16, 23. And that, at that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth, you will ask the Father directly and he will grant your request because you use my name. So the Father wants you to ask of him. But look at this verse, Matthew 6, 8. Don't be like them for your Father knows exactly what you have need of even before you ask him. Isn't that interesting? So the father knows what you have need of. He knows exactly. But he wants you to ask him. Why? He's relational. He's relational. I want you to come to me. I want to be your dad. I want to be your papa. I want you to come to me. I I want you to talk about it with me. I want you to ask of me. (laughs) He's so good, right? (laughs) But there is a filter, which we just discussed. There's a filter by which we ask. Do you know what that filter is? (laughs) This is the filter, Matthew 6 10. For yours is the kingdom. So I keep saying that your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the filter. Lord, your kingdom, your kingdom come. That I have some desires in my life, I have some hearts, but your kingdom come. It comes under subjection to those words there. The Lord's prayer starts and ends with God everything in the middle has to do with us but recognize that Jesus was very clear with saying it's thy will first and then us come next he says you want to go up to the top you can put up Matthew 6 verse verse 9 again our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom That's next. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then it goes into the asking, give us this day your daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Your kingdom come. So when we, when we go into the presence of God, when we go to sit with Him, when we go to pray, we focus on Him. And what happens is, suddenly our desires that we once had, they begin to change and our desires become His desires. It's like, it's like when you're watching TV. And maybe you're watching a lot, I don't know, you're watching reality TV or something like that, hopefully not Desperate Housewives, but like, I don't know, I don't don't know. But you're you're watching TV and and you're consuming lots of it, you're looking at it, it's what you're watching, it's what you're focusing on, and suddenly you want that new car. And suddenly you want those things, and suddenly what you've been focusing on become the desires of your heart. You see where I'm going? Or, I mean, simple for us is, is you're watching TV and a food commercial comes on. <laughs> and you're oh, that looks so amazing. You know, I need to have that food. I need to have, yes, yes, Shelby's pregnant. She's like, yes, all the time. But, but it becomes the desire. Why? Because you're focusing on it. And and here's the thing is when I go and I pray and I focus on the Father, I focus on thanksgiving and praise, I focus on who my Father is like we talked about last week and, and I focus on who he is. And then I say, your kingdom come, your will be done and I focus on those things. Suddenly, the desire of his heart becomes the desire of my heart because I'm focusing on Him. I'm telling you, sometimes we gotta be real careful what we focus on. I, I can get myself into that. Suddenly, I'm, I'm focused on other things and I become, I become selfish. And I all of a sudden, I get, become discontent with the things that I have. It's not about things, but that it happens. I begin to focus on things and all of a sudden, I'm discontent. It's focusing on who God is, and the desires of your heart begin to change. Luke 17, 21 says, "'Nor will they say, see here or see there, "'for indeed the kingdom of God is within you.'" Okay, so remember we're praying, "'Your kingdom come, your will be done.'" He's saying, "'The kingdom of God, it's within you.'" Uh, In the voice, it says it like this. People are not going to say, "'Look, here it is.'" They're not going to say, "'Look, it's over there.'" You wanna see the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is already here among you. So the kingdom of God is here. It's in you. The kingdom of God is in you. Do you know why? Because the king is in you. The the kingdom of God is in you because the king is there. And the king comes in. When you accept Jesus into your life, the king comes in. He moves in and naturally his kingdom does too. When it says in the when it says in the Bible your kingdom come, it is both past and present. Meaning it's your kingdom has come, but your kingdom is continually coming. Meaning that there is something that needs to take place in my life where I am daily surrendering to the king and his kingdom that I am constantly recognizing that my will is trying to raise its ugly head, every once my rule, my reign, the way I want things done, is going to constantly try to say, hey, this looks better, hey, we should do this. And, And there's a posture that I daily come to and say, your kingdom come. Your your will be done. We saw in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus did the exact same thing, right? Where he's going to the cross and he's praying, he's he's separated himself, he's, he's praying, he's talking to the Father, and he says, if you could take this cup of suffering from me, take it. But if not, he says these words, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Not not mine. The, what you've got me headed towards, Father, says Jesus. What you've got me headed towards, Father, seems like maybe there could be another way. It seems big, it seems painful, but thank God he did it, right? Like, And I think that what What we need to constantly put before us is his way is always better, even when we don't understand it. His will is always better. His kingdom is always better. It's always better, even if it looks painful, even if we don't understand it, even if it looks like it's going to cost us something because it may always 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 i promise you always it is for your good even when you don't understand it because he's a good father we just read that if, if you if, if your child asks for food are you going to give him a snake of course you're not how much more of a good father is our father. How much more? That he gives good gifts. He says, uh, you may not understand it in the moment. You know, if I had, if, I mean, even now I wouldn't, but if Judah was five years old or Shaley was five years old and they said, I really, really want a car. I really, really, really want a car. I, I, I just, I want to, Drive to the store. Can I borrow your keys? A good father, a good mother isn't going to say, yes. <laughs> you can. <laughs> Take it. Although it would probably be like easier on me if you could drive yourself to the store. I <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Why? Because I'm protecting you from something you don't even understand. You don't even know. It may look better to you, but I promise you it's not better because I see things I know things. I know your heart. I know your capability. You can't handle this right now. There's some training you have to go through. There's some stuff you need to learn. So I know it seems better to you in this moment, but it isn't better. I'm going to need you to surrender your will to my will, because my will's better. Because I see things you don't see. So we come to this place in prayer every morning. We wake up. We say your kingdom God your will be done meaning I not my will but your will I surrender it and it's something that we do daily because it means something that has happened but it's something that is continually happening Lastly, we must realize that not only are we surrendering to the king and his kingdom and to his will and to his way of doing things, but we are also building the kingdom here. That's our destiny, to build the kingdom of God. And so when I am surrendering to the king, when I am surrendering and, and saying, "Your kingdom come," I am surrendering what I, I'm surrendering my plans to his to build the kingdom of God, whatever that looks like. Building the kingdom of God in my family. I'm building the kingdom of God in my relationships, in my friendships. I'm building the kingdom of God in my workplace. I'm building the kingdom of God in um, my community. I'm building the kingdom of God wherever I go because the kingdom of God is within me. And I woke up this morning and I surrendered my will and I surrendered my plans. And I surrendered everything that I needed to surrender to the king and his kingdom. So that means that wherever I go today, I am in subjection to the king and his kingdom and whatever you want me to do. I'm here to build your kingdom on earth you know what the Bible says I don't have the verse for it and I am going to say it's in Romans don't don't shoot me if I'm wrong but it says that the kingdom of God is righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost righteousness righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost what is our world lacking today what are people looking for that's what they're looking for they're looking for righteousness they're looking for peace they're looking for joy everywhere they go they're looking at looking for it anywhere that they can find it and guess what the kingdom of God is within you so what do you carry? You carry righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. That means that when I am surrendered to the king and his kingdom, that, and I'm about my father's business, just like Jesus was, he said it to his mother, Mom, I'm about my father's business. I got, I got some stuff to do. Guys, we got some stuff to do. The kingdom of God is within me and I am surrendered to his will. That means that when I go out, I am building the kingdom of God. And when I go build the kingdom of God, righteousness, joy, and peace, settles in. But I'm surrendered to his will, recognizing that I am to build, even in your relationships. You know, one of the greatest things, a lot of times what happens in relationships, in fights with spouses, is usually there's fights going on because it's a, it's a battle of will. I want to be right. I want you to see my point of view. And I, I'm not backing down. I'm, I, I want you to see how I feel and whatnot. Some of the best things that you can do is, is, is step away and ask for God's perspective. And often, often, when you, when you step away from it, often what happens is God reveals your heart. There's not many times where God's been like, yeah, that's right, Megan, that Jared, hey? Let's get him. Let's go. <laughs> Try it, I promise. I, don't, I can't count on any, any of my hands <laughs> that that's ever happened to me. There's been times where he has revealed things of strategies of ways that you need to go about this because you're not going about it the right way. But there's often, more often than not, where God will say, you need to change this. And what is that? That's I'm surrendering to the king and his kingdom. Why? Because his way is better. His kingdom produces joy in relationships, peace in relationships, righteousness in relationships. His way produces better ways. He says, he says, my thoughts are higher. My ways are higher. So surrender to me. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? Amen. Father, I thank you for everyone here today. And Father, I bless them. I bless them in the name of Jesus. I just thank you, Father, that... Um, your yoke is easy and your burden is light. I just pray over them supernatural strength and supernatural rest in the name of Jesus. That, Father, that these words would, would change something on the inside of them, that there would be a hope that ignites on the inside of them that says, I can surrender to the king and his kingdom and his way of doing things because his ways are higher, because your ways are higher, your ways are better father, I thank you that it produces and brings forth joy. I pray for those that are struggling in relationships today, father, that they would hear your voice and hear your strategy and how they are to deal and how they are to speak. And father, I declare restoration. I pray restoration in Jesus name. I believe that there is a, a child that has been, um, wayward. I can't think of another word. A child that you, somebody here, there's a a child that you haven't spoken to in in quite a while, and they're going to phone call you. And I want you to know this, that God has given you words to speak in that hour. Do not be afraid what you will say in that hour, because out of your belly will flow rivers of life that will change, that will change the heart, the hardest heart. And so I just declare that right now over whoever, Father, that is. That, Father, as that phone call is picked up, that your anointing hits them in the name of Jesus, that there'll be no fear, but there'll be just supernatural strength and a gracing that they step into, and their words will, say, will speak eloquently exactly what the Holy Spirit would have them say, and it will go directly to their heart, bringing forth reconciliation and bringing them home in the name of of Jesus, Father, I seal that word on them right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I speak to any strife or any divisive spirit and I say, nope, you don't get to have your way this time. You don't get to have your way in this anymore. For this child has been marked by God and they are coming home and you must take your hands off them right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. So Father, right now, In this moment, we surrender to you and we say your kingdom come in our lives, in our families, in our homes, in our workplace, in our community, in this country. In Jesus' name, your kingdom come and Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.